Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diversive space. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to come to you with a new episode of True Spirituality with Ange. Today is a very special day when I'm recording this episode because it's my birthday. And um, birthdays used to be very triggering for me in the past. But now that I am single and I can do whatever I want on my birthday, it's an opportunity to treat myself. And I'm going to be going to the Thermos Spa in Bath, which is about a half hour from where I live. And it's always been a massive treat for me. My favorite room, well, I do love the, the rooftop swimming pool, which is absolutely lush and you have a beautiful view of Bath and its surroundings. Um, but one of my favorite rooms is the, um, I think it's called the space room. Um, and basically it's a room where you have four or five mosaic beds. Um, they have uh, aromatherapy um, in the room so it smells lovely there's it's a bit like a planetarium so the ceiling has all these little lights that are trying to mimic a starry star sky and you have a 10 minute uh video uh from images of the universe from nasa that go on a loop uh with beautiful music so all the senses are engaged you know the smell um the the vision obviously the sound and if for me it's an incredibly relaxing experience but i want to tie this to the theme of today's episode we're talking about the bigger picture and i in my teens at around 10 or 11 well it was preteen at about at the age of 11 i went on a summer camp um and i was signed up for um, meteorology, to learn about meteorology. But my favorite topic that was taught there that I found out about was astronomy. So with, with another friend that I made there, we would um, get out of the dormitory, escape at night to go and join our friends who were doing astronomy. Uh, we would lie a blanket on, um, on the field um, and just watch the stars. And for me, it was the most amazing experience. It was soothing. It was inspiring. It was humbling. But it also helped me to put my problems in perspective. You know, it's almost like when I looked at the stars and I felt like it was the small of really an ant. <laughs> well, actually a lot bigger than an ant, but looking from the space, uh, you know, can't you can't even see humans on the planet. We're invisible. We're so tiny. And I think it helped me to not feel so overwhelmed by my problems and and believe me I had problems as a teen and as a child so this this look into the bigger picture even at that young age really helped me to gain perspective but also to lean into hope and faith 
And in a way, I'm hoping that this episode will do the same for you. Uh, because we all need a little encouragement. We all need a bit of magic. We all need a bit of hope. Um, because being human is not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows, even though there are some really, really lovely rainbows. And when the sun shines, at least for me, not everyone's like that. I know some people don't actually like heat and the sun. But for me, when the sun shines, everything is seems easier, right? Um, and when I've had a good night's sleep, same thing. Um, so we can help ourselves through our challenges. If you're going through a challenge right now, I think this episode is probably going to help you more than anyone else. And I want to encourage you to share this episode with anyone you know might need it. Because I believe we all need a bit of hope without having to be roped into the religious dogma and, you know, um, things that we don't necessarily want to buy into uh, in terms of beliefs. So I am going to share in this episode some beliefs that I have espoused over the years. This is the result of decades, three decades, actually, of, of soul searching uh, about the universe, the meaning of life, um, reincarnation. Uh, the spirit world, all sorts of things. And I'm offering you to share with you the wisdom that I've acquired. Um, and I want you, when you're listening to this episode, to take whatever feels right for you and to leave the rest, okay? Do that with every single one of my episodes and do that with anything that anyone teaches in the uh, spiritual uh, world because, you know, we all come up with our beliefs and and there's not one cookie cutter approach to spirituality. Um, this is obviously what I teach on this podcast to empower you to create your own blueprint. And there will be an episode very soon on where I will teach you how to create your own spiritual blueprint without feeling guilty that you're leaving out parts of maybe um, your religious background that don't feel good to you anymore, but you don't want to leave everything behind because there are certain parts that you appreciate. And in a way, I can see the parallel with our family of origin or our culture. Um, everything, every culture comes with beautiful aspects, but also some toxic aspects. And, and we should be able, um, well, at least in the Western world, there's this freedom to start creating life on our terms. And, and that involves creating spirituality on our terms. So that's my invitation. So I made decisions in my life um, with, you know, my own mind after doing some research and some logic but when it came to one of the biggest decisions of my life in 2001, I really wanted to have a peek into the bigger picture because I was a mum by then of two beautiful children, age five and one, and I didn't want to make a decision for them that might negatively impact them. And so I I had a, um, a job offer to go and work in London, I'm initially from Paris, I think I've mentioned this before, but just in case, um, Paris in France, not Paris, Texas. I have a dear friend in Texas, so sometimes we joke about that. Um, and um, I, I wanted to make sure that this was the best decision for the highest good of everyone involved. So me, my children, and even my ex, even though I was leaving him and I, I was leaving my family of origin behind because they were quite toxic. I still wanted it to be the best decision for all of us rather than just for me. So I went to see a psychic and she said, absolutely, accept the offer. London is going to be good for your children and you 
um, or you and your children, uh, you will thrive and, um, you know, you'll be actually much happier in London than you are in Paris. And she was right. I am, my year in London was one of the happiest years of my life. But I was leaving my support system. I was leaving my husband. It was very risky and it was very scary. So I really wanted to have that little peek into the bigger picture, that reassurance. And I think that's a beautiful thing to do. And I want you to reflect on the fact that um, we make better decisions when we see the bigger picture, right? But as humans, it's often difficult for us to see the bigger picture because we have uh, we have been conditioned by our culture, by our parents, by our peers. We have been conditioned by our beliefs. We've espoused some beliefs that were sometimes not our own, but because they've been repeated long enough, they became part of our identity. And as well, it's sometimes quite hard to see our blind spots. You know, over the weekend, my son came to visit for my birthday, uh, my eldest son, and we were talking about how we all have blind spots because he was saying, you know, mom, don't you think you have blind spots? And I'm like, of course I do. And I don't know which they are because that's the purpose or that's the nature of blind spots. So when you can peek into the bigger picture, whether it's through someone else who helps you to do that or when you're able to do that yourself, it really helps to make more informed decisions and decisions that you're not going to regret. And that's a pretty important one. I never regretted making the decision to move to London and accept that job. First of all, it was an amazing job. I moved into a beautiful apartment in Marylebone, um, five minutes walk from my place of work, and I really feel, I often say it as a joke, but I think it's true, I rebirthed myself through the Eurotunnel. And I had a second lease on life. I might have mentioned that just before I moved, the year before I moved, I actually had three brushes with death. So this, this is not just a pretty metaphor. I really leave myself. I gave myself um, a new lease on life. And I do believe that if I stayed in Paris, I would already be dead by now. So how do we see into the bigger pictures? And I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about what psychics do, because traditionally they're the ones who look into the bigger picture for us. I have been to see a clairvoyant back in Paris. She was instrumental in supporting me through uh, making the decision to leave a toxic marriage. And as I just said, mentioned um, to move to to London to create my to have a new life. Um, and I held her very dearly um, in my also in my esteem, because I could see that she was really looking to the bigger picture, including taking into account what would be um, for the best interest of my husband. And it so happens that my first husband, after I left him, became a much better dad to his own children because he wasn't stuck in the daily grind of raising small children, which he really, really struggled with. Um, but instead, because he saw them once a month, he came to visit in the UK, which is really good of him. He, you know, he never gave up on his children. He came regularly, uh, had him for half the holidays. So maybe he was a weekend dad, but he was a much better weekend dad than he ever was uh, when he lived with us um, back in Paris. So the way psychics look into the bigger picture or into what's in it for us, and, and we will be talking later on about destiny and free will and that sort of thing, because that's an important part of this discussion. But what they do is they look into the energy into each single cell of your body, because I believe that every cell of your body holds the memory of everything that happened to us 
uh, or to you uh, energetically, okay, in this lifetime. But it also had within it, and I actually believe it's located at the back of your neck, at the at the base of your skull, um, the, also the, the Akashic Records. And I'll talk about the Akashic Records in just one second. But to go back to psychics, they have three ways to get the information. So they can get it directly from your cell, as I just discussed. They can get it from spirit guides. So it would be it's different then. It, they talk to a, a light a light being who has a peek into the bigger picture and who give them information about your situation. Okay. And then the last thing is the Akashic Records, which we're going to talk about in more detail. Just another word on spirit guides, and I'll do a proper episode, full episode on that. They are people who, you, light beings, um, who have usually been human before, and they've evolved enough through their cycles of reincarnation that they have enough wisdom to share with the, you know, um, the, the, the human race at general. And they are usually able to see into the bigger picture themselves due to their level of advancement in wisdom and knowledge. Okay, so not everybody who dies becomes a spirit guide. And I want to mention something because you might not know, but my dad died in March 2014. I think I mentioned last week the memoir I wrote um, called My Father Who Art in Heaven. It's a memoir that I actually wrote with my dad. I encourage you to have a look at it uh, on my uh, in my shop, www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash shop. You might have to scroll down a little bit because I think the first item is a session to book with me, but the book, book comes further down on in the shop. And the reason I'm mentioning it again is because literally three weeks ago, my father came in a healing session for me and did psychic surgery on my eyes. Um, and this is very significant because when he died, I kept in touch with him. And that's what I talk about in the book. Um, we actually co-wrote the book together, him in spirit and me in the in the physical world, uh, which I only realized after I started publishing it. So it took me a year or two to realize after I wrote the book that my father was holding the pen with me to write the book, which was an extraordinary experience in itself. And I might do an episode about that as well. But for now, what I wanted to share is that my dad was an eye surgeon and um, I had uh, wanted to have psychic urgy, uh, surgery on my eyes for the longest of time. And for those of you who don't know what psychic surgery is, it's um, it's a type of surgery that happens at the energetic level usually performed by surgeons, so spirit guides who are surgeons, who have been surgeons in the past life when they were on the earth plane and still have an interest in helping people with seeing more clearly. And um, in, a bit, in, a, in a way, I can see that it was a bit vain of me, but I wanted not to have to wear glasses. And initially, uh, 10 years ago, when I wanted to have psychic surgery on my eyes, which never happened, by the way. So it wasn't meant to be back then. Uh, it was more because I didn't want to wear glasses anymore. Now, I really don't care about wearing glasses, um, but I do care about seeing things more clearly. And um, the psychic surgery that my dad performed on my eyes was so powerful in giving me the clarity that I needed in the past three weeks to do certain things in my private life, in my personal life. And but what I wanted to add as well is that back then when he died and I was having this conversation with him, uh, he wanted to be part of my spirit guides um, team because I have 
quite a few spirit guides. I don't have just the one. And I don't think he was actually ready back then. Um, that was the feeling. But now, almost 10 years after he died, he is ready. And I know that he took on a couple of um, people under his wing from the spirit world because I saw this in sessions. Uh, he was assigned some some work with um, actually the son of a friend who was in, in a difficult uh, situation. He also went to support one of my clients, um, and he's been also like a surrogate father to one of my best friends whose dad is a narcissist. So um, that's been working as a spirit guide quite a lot in the past 10 years. And now he's coming back into my life as a spirit guide, as a psychic surgeon. And I'm really excited and looking forward to the psychic surgeries I'm going to be able to do for my clients to help them have that clear vision. Because what happens is through all the beliefs and the conditioning that we receive as children from our families, etc., it almost creates scales <laughs> in front of our eyes and it filters things and we have difficulty in seeing clearly. So this is part of the bigger picture as well. I wasn't going to mention this, but I'm so glad that um, actually my dad asked me to mention this. So um, this can really help having a clearer vision and, and, um, and a better insight into the bigger picture. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life, which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific dot com. So let's talk about the Akashic Records now. Um, and spirit guides can work through the records as well. So uh, it's not a complete division between the three approach, you know, like looking at your energy field or um, reading the records or talking to spirit guides. There can be a big, a, a mid of a mix of everything. So I can't even speak English today. Um, and that that's fine. It doesn't... It's only the mind that wants to know how the information received. What you really want is to make sure that you receive information for the highest of good, the deepest of love, and the highest of understanding. And, and that's all that matters, really. And when you have this intent, you need to have a really pure intent. And I'll talk about this again in a minute. You are able to access the guidance from the highest of um, place and it's not that the highest guidance is best because some people wouldn't be able to receive it at that point. You know, sometimes the highest guidance can be very triggering. And sometimes people are only able to receive guidance at a, a much lower level. And when I say low, it's um, it's because the highest for me is the, the more spiritual, the closest to source. Uh, whereas the lowest is the closest to the earth. So you imagine that if there was a distance between uh, the creator source, the universe, um, God, our universal consciousness, universal intelligence, whatever you want to call it, and the earth, that's the distance uh, with, with that being the highest and earth being the lowest, okay? 
because it's more dense and it's it's darker generally. There's more shadow on the earth, whereas um, when you're in pure light, there's no shadow, if that makes sense. So traditionally, so what are Akashic records? They're called the Book of Life in a lot of uh, spirit, um, spiritual and religious traditions. And they're supposed to be the record of everything that has happened to a soul in this life, but also in past lives or in other lives, because we might not have incarnated only on Earth, um, and possibly as well future lives. Because in a way, in the spirit world, there's no space and there's no time. So all of it can be held in one container in one place. Um, and traditionally, only mystics were able to access these records. And there was a reason for it, is that um, you have to be prepared to receive this information. And if you don't have the spiritual wisdom to receive it, then it can actually be triggering and even detrimental to you. So it's a very sacred energy. It's a very sacred information. And it's also knowledge that can be misused. So that's why you had to have years of training to make sure that if you access the records, you were the right person to do it. You had enough wisdom to know how to impart that wisdom to other people or to yourself. And you had a serious spiritual guidance from someone who was trustworthy and solid in their understanding of this uh, of spirituality in order for you not to go astray because in a way the more you progress on your spiritual path the stronger and the louder your ego is going to be which is why um there are some leaders of cults and i'm not saying that necessarily all of them had good intentions to start with some start with malicious intent but there are some people who genuinely started a movement a spiritual movement or um, a commute spiritual community but because the, the more they advanced on their spiritual understanding and path the bigger their egos became and they didn't know how to deal with their egos so the ego slipped into their shoes and had and and came in within what they've created with a an agenda. And I encourage you, if you're new to this podcast, to go back to episode two, where I give you some guidance and tips on how to cult-proof your spiritual journey, because this is important, actually, not only as someone who might be enrolled in a cult, but also someone who might become a cult leader through a lack of understanding of how um, spirituality works and and how the ego works and I, I refuse to see the ego as something evil or negative it's just something that balances out the soul when we're on earth um, most of the time it's here to protect us because being on earth is not a picnic you know there are some dangers and our ego is here to keep us safe us safe but unless we understand how the mind works and again that's going to be an episode that i'm going to do on on specific that topic so you are armed and you understand better how the mind works then you can be trapped into these ego traps and um and become quite dangerous for other people as well because the ego is so clever at convincing you that it's telling the truth. It can even convince you that you are more spiritual than you are or that you're more spiritual than other people. And it can make you lash out to your own spiritual teacher if you have one or mentor uh, out of um, spite or um, from a dark energy rather than from the light, if that makes sense. So there are three rules attached to reading the Akashic Records. First of all, no records reading should be done for anyone under the age of 18. So I'm sorry, parents, if you want to look into the records of your children, if you come to me, I will never read them. It's not appropriate. That soul is still developing and needs the space without interference and without um, 
influence in order to reach its potential so that it can embrace its its path. Um, the second thing is you cannot read someone else's records without their consent. And that has to be explicit. So again, if you come to me and you have problems in a relationship, whether it's your parent, a friend, or your significant other, I will never read their records. What I can do, and no other Akashic records should do that. And if they do, they are not doing an Akashic records reading. Uh, there has to be some ethics in the way these things are done. Uh, what I can do, however, is look into how this relationship affects you and what you can do from your end and what is in your records with regards to this relationship. But I will never cross the line and go and look at someone else because that's almost like getting into someone else's house and minding their business. And that's not right. This is what I'm saying when saying it's from the highest of guidance. You cannot overrule what's for the highest good of other people, not in the in the records. You can do that in the psychic reading. You can do that in the tarot reading because there are lower energies. They're not as protected, but the records are sacred Um and you have to respect that, okay? And then the other, the third rule is that you shouldn't be drinking any alcohol, nor should your reader in the 48 hours before you're reading. And that's really not much of an issue for me because I don't drink a lot. So that's just about the, the basic rules. What the records give you is like a bird eyes view over the valley of your life. OK, but it can be over this life, but also other lifetimes. So I'm being shown an image like each life being a different valley um, on a landscape. So you can fly over this lifetime and have a really good view of you know, where you came from, what are the key ingredients, components, but also companions in your life and where you're heading for and what's the red thread that goes through your entire life. OK. Um, I want to sh share with you, but I think I shared that uh, last week. Um, I'm not the best at remembering what I said, so I'm sorry if that's a mistake. But when I trained in Reiki, uh, at Reiki one level, I had a past life recall. No, actually, I haven't shared on the podcast, but I do share it in my energy intelligence for sensitive entrepreneurs, which is a course that I'm polishing at the moment to put on my Thinkific platform. So I will let you know when it goes live. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be in the next episode, but um, definitely I prefer to take my time to polish it um, to the best so that you get a, a really good experience. But in my course, I share how when I had my first attunement in Reiki, I had a past life recall where both my mother and my first husband were in it, as well as my elder two children. And in a, in a flash, in an instant, I was able to see what was the sole contract between me and my mom and me and my first husband. It really threw a light on our relationship and, and made me understand the patterns that existed between us. We have different patterns, obviously, with my 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 mom and my first ex. And it also helped me to understand why, as a child, I never actually looked upon my mom as a someone above me. I, I looked at her as my equal, if not as someone less evolved than me, which is something that absolutely grated my mother and pushed her buttons um, tremendously because she was all about authority and compliance and doing what you're told. Um, and she she really struggled with me, I have to say. Um, but um, I was shown in that past life how she was actually one of my students as a spiritual teacher. 
And I had told her that she wasn't, um, she, she hadn't done enough work to get to the next level of my teachings. She took it really bad. She gave me into the um, Inquisition and I was, I was killed basically by the Inquisition in, um, in a public uh, execution that my, actually my two elder two children witnessed. And I, I was shown all of that in that Reiki, after that Reiki attunement. It, it brought me to tears. Um, luckily, I didn't see it like if I was a participant, but it was still very emotional. And then I saw also that my first husband was in there and he um, his role in that past life was that we had grown up in the same village. He was madly in love with me from the age you know, of teen, teenage or something like that. I wasn't remotely interested in him. And so um, out of spite, he colluded with my mum, who was a student, um, <laughs> disgruntled student of mine. They colluded together to get me killed by the Inquisition because he you know he was so spiteful that i didn't love him that he said well if i can't have her nobody else will um and and so yeah and, and that threw a light on that first marriage because i in a, the strangest of way my first husband kept saying from day one that he didn't deserve me and when i saw that past life i was like oh my god this is a pattern it's still there it's still weaving through our marriage and and it's doing this well obviously when when i trained in reiki one you don't know this, but I'm going to share with you. Uh, I had already left my first husband. So it's not like I was still in the relationship seeing the pattern, but I could see with hindsight that this past life made a lot of sense to put a light on the pattern or, or the kind of pattern I had with my mom and my, my, my ex. And I'm not going to go too much into the soul contract thing, but soul contracts are really um, commitments that we have for each other so it's very often we come in soul families so it's people who incarnate together on a regular basis and then of course sometimes other people are added into the the soul group that that you choose for a specific life so you can see that my mom and my ex we both had unfinished business and we chose to pick up the relationship in this lifetime where almost where it was left to resolve it so that we could move on. This is what a soul contract usually is. So you have two people in the spiritual before they incarnate who say, okay, well, this is what I, I'm already talking about the blueprint. Um, this is what I'd like to do in this lifetime. And then it's almost like you're in a room with all the other souls and that's one, one of the souls in your soul group or even in the next soul group will say, oh, um, yeah, I'm happy to do that for you. Can you do that for me? And then you get into this exchange because you give an opportunity to resolve old pattern, maybe some beef that you have with someone, and it also gives an, a, an opportunity for growth, okay? So, and, and it's not that souls are not pure. I want to add this. Every soul is pure as it is, but when we have experience on the earth plane, it deepens our understanding and our um, growth because um, the earth is, is like a school. It doesn't mean that you have to perfect yourself. I really don't buy into that. There's a lot of spiritual teachers who say, we are sent to the earth to learn because we are not complete and we don't know this and we don't know that and we have to learn through the hard way. No, 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 no. We choose. It's always a choice. Nobody's ever forced to incarnate. And it is a privilege as well to incarnate. Not everybody's given that opportunity. And when we do, we actually choose what we're going to go through. Now, this might come as a shock to some of you who maybe have suffered child abuse um, uh, or, or, you know, child um, 
all sorts of horrible things in your life. And I'm not asking you, as I said at the start of this episode, I'm not asking you to take what I say um, as a blank statement. Uh, if, if you don't feel ready to embrace this idea, um, just leave it. Okay. And you might not never be ready or you might come back to this idea um, five years down the line, you'll hear someone else talk about it, but because I've planted the seed for you today, you're able to receive it later. Okay. So there's no judgment about what I say, how you react, how you take it. Um, this is this is a pure offering and you take what works for you and you leave the rest. So everybody chooses a sort of blueprint for their lives ahead of incarnating. And they choose it because they have a purpose. They want to choose a purpose for their lives. And sometimes it's not doesn't have to be a big purpose. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, inventing the next um, vaccine for to stop one of the most devastating illness on the planet, whatever, or bacteria. Um, it can be creating, you know, it, it can be that your sole purpose will be to to run a cafe in a community that really needs that bit of, of, of warmth and a place where they can go to meet together and create that sense of community. And, and, and that, and that, that's good enough. You know, um, it doesn't have to be grand, uh, or, you know, actually feed your ego. And in that blueprint, you will probably map out and it's just a map okay so you know when when you go on an adventure and you have a map even though you might have mapped it out quite well at the start you can absolutely decide once you get there to take a detour or to even change the destination slightly but you'll have some sort of a couple of checkpoints for your travel okay so that to make sure that you're not completely stranded um, and, and that's what these destiny points are. So there's a, a real beautiful mix of a map, a blueprint, destiny points, but also free will, because you can absolutely ignore all of it and, and, and have a completely different life than what you've planned. I don't think it's it's that common uh, because um, that means you would be completely lost to your, to your purpose. Uh, but I, you know, I can't say. Uh, as a principle that it never happens. Um, you also come with the set of beliefs that you left with in your last incarnation to continue to work on them or resolve them or change them if that's what's, what's needed. Um, but I want to say as well, no matter what the blueprint you have, and this is also, even though I'm not a big fan of astrology, I think karmic astrology really makes sense to me because that is the blueprint that you've chosen for yourself. I don't think you should stick to it religiously because you would deprive yourself of the freedom, the creativity that you've come with to um, do your own thing. And and of course, once you incarnate, you forget everything that you've planned. So um, and, and it's only in the doing and not knowing exactly exactly what you've planned that you're able to fully embrace the moment so I think that's really important not to get too stuck into understanding what your blueprint is and wanting to know what you've planned because your soul will direct you your soul is like a satellite navigation system that's always there through your intuition to show you where to go and to get you back on track if needed you know I really believe the soul the intuition is like that that sat knife. So if you miss a turn from whatever map you've prepared, it will give you an option to redirect, right? And as when you're driving, you can also ignore the redirection thing and continue or even switch it off completely, right? 
But what you need to understand is no matter what the blueprint, no matter what you've come to do, you still have to do the work. It is up to you to make things happen. And I find that a bit frustrating in the spiritual community that sometimes spiritual people just very easily give up and say, oh, it wasn't meant to be at the first obstacle that come in their way. This is absolutely not the way. You are still supposed to show up. You're still supposed to have that that commitment, that consistency, and to show the universe, if you want to talk it that way, uh, talk about it that way, uh, show the universe that you that's exactly what you want. The Your blueprint shows a potential. And how many of us reach our full potential? And I want to give a quick example. Um, I was going to talk about a lot more, but I don't want this episode to be too long. So I think I'm going to actually stop here um, around this whole topic of, of the bigger picture. And I might make a specific episode about Akashic Records because I can see that I've reached, uh, I'm far, I'm, I'm beyond the half hour and I don't want this to be too long. So for, um, I, I hope this has given you an idea of the big picture. Um, we will be talking about reincarnation um, in, in another episode as well. Um, but I think it's important to stress out that this um, the spiritual satnav will always help you to get to where you want to be as long as you allow your mind the space to receive those thoughts. And, and I, I invite you to go back to the episode of um, that I've done around intuition on the podcast. Let me just quickly check what episode it was. It's still easy for me to check the episodes because um, there's only nine of them. But I, from the top of my head, I can't remember um which one is the intuition one uh, i also want to send you if you want to learn more about intuition to my full podcast called so it's episode five how does intuition work and then i invite you to go back to my former podcast which is still live and you can listen 88 episode on the intuitive revolution in business even if you're not in business this can still be beneficial because i talk a lot about what intuition is what it isn't how to you know, um, strengthen your intuition, how to trust it, all sorts of things. So I do want to finish the episode by um, sharing with you the fact that I um, I have a birthday special going on. Um, so this episode is coming out on Friday. The, 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 uh, sorry, I should have checked that ahead of time. Friday the 10th of November. And I have a special that expires on the 12th of November, which is 50% uh, of my 30-minute uh, session, which is normally charged at £180 for half an hour, but you can get it for £90. Um, you know, um, there's no number of limit, uh, there's no limit on the number of people who can sign up for it, but you can only get one session per person and the offer expires Sunday night. UK time, I think, although my acuity, I never quite know when they cut off from one day to the other. So um, uh, there will be a link in the show notes um, to um, to the booking link and to or in order to get the 50%, you use the, the, the coupon um, birthday in capitals, you will have an opportunity to enter that as you pay. And I look forward to doing your session and to look into your bigger picture, give you some insights, maybe into a specific relationship that you have with someone that you like to understand. Why the heck am I with that person? What is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn in that relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. 
Thank you so much for listening to the end and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the the true spirituality with Ange podcast i want you before you go if i could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast please also if possible share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them especially if you've liked them a lot and um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.